listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Greetings, ghouls. It's time to discuss, disgust, and dissect. Horror. No normal mind can imagine. And now... Introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike and Jeremy. And we are Fetch of the Dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Welcome to Fans of the Dead. I'm Mike. I'm Jeremy. How you doing, bro? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. It's our season premiere, season three. Yes, welcome back after that long hiatus. It was what, a week? <laughs> uh, well, actually, we haven't recorded in like three weeks. Damn, it's been that long. I did watch a lot of movies uh, during that first week, like before I started like hunkering down and like researching for this one. I was just like, I'm going to watch movies for fun. <laughs> <laughs> like for no reason, just random movies. <laughs> Yeah, I watched a few. I watched quite a bit because I can actually sit down and watch movies on my lunch break now, which kind of helps, which is nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah, every, every now and then I'll have a little bit of downtime so I can uh, watch some random stuff. I uh, just watched Great White. It's an Australian huh. survival movie that just <laughs> premiered on Shudder, and it was it was something... It was a movie. It was a movie. Beautiful shot. Like, it was shot, like, uh, mostly on the ocean off the coast of Brisbane, I believe. Uh, beautifully shot. And, and that's that's pretty much all I'm going to say about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually where my boss is from. Really? Yeah. Nice. So we got some big, we got some big news. Big news? I like new news. We have just been added to this prescribed films podcast network wow that's interesting tell me more the pfpn um a huge thing i sent an email to to this guy jason i think he pronounced his last name bollinger just for shits be like hey like i see you got a bunch of hard podcasts on your network are you guys interested you know in here's a sample and i i Picked what I thought was one of our better episodes. I think it was the Midsummer one. I'm not 100 percent sure. And I was like, "Hey, you know, oh, here you go." And then it- you pick, you pick Midsummer, <laughs> and they're gonna realize that Lauren's not on every single episode. They're like, "Ah, you guys gotta go." <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, I just happened to be checking my email, and he's, Jason wrote back. He's like, "Dude, I am so sorry. I lost your email. Like, or like, I didn't see this till like four months later." He's like, yeah, totally. So he got us all set up, and uh, now we're part of the the PFPN. Nice. That's good to be part of the PFPN. Yeah, they do a lot of um, indie films. They have some like comics on their website, too, uh, some shorts. There's a lot of stuff. Nice. Definitely be checking that out. 
prescribedfilms.com, I believe. Prescribed as in like prescription to our horror? Yes. Sweet. Prescription to our horror, yes. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was going to bitch about how I was swearing at leaves for the better part of this afternoon, but you know what? I'm, I'm done with it. I thought it was funny while I was doing it, but like... You know, my hand hurts from <laughs> holding the damn leaf blower. Uh, so I'm going to get right into this thing that uh, kind of bothered me that happened over this week. This guy went viral for basically being an asshole. Uh, gatekeepers are pretty much the worst type of fan. And well, you need a, apparently, you need a like, this is too. It's, it's funny. I literally wrote for the top of this I am the gatekeeper. Are you the key master? <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, there's this guy on YouTube, I believe, who goes over horror movies and, you know, he's got Insidious in the background and he's like, oh, these are some Netflix movies you won't be able to finish. And the next one is uh, Green Inferno. And then it cuts to this guy. You're not a horror fan. And he's like, if you can't get through the conjuring you're not a horror fan. I'm like, well, that's that's not even the right movie. And then he 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 complains and he keeps saying you're not a horror fan. Like, I don't like that. And I, I don't want to get too much into it. I was going to call him out like real. But like he actually stepped back and apologized and realized that he was being a douche. Uh, but yeah, he technically didn't apologize, but he admitted he was being a douche. So like respect. I, I, I respect someone that can at least own up to being a douche. But uh, yeah, I don't like that shit, man. Like, you're not a horror fan. Like, just because this dude doesn't like to watch whatever, but he'll like A Nightmare Before Christmas. You know, whatever, man. People like their own shit. Yeah, there, there was actually a movie that that's on my list that I almost took off because, like, actually, you know what? I'll, we'll, we'll talk about it later. But then, you know, I saw a bunch of, like, reviews like, oh, this movie's shit, this and this and this and that. And then it's, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm putting it on my list because everyone says it shouldn't be on anybody's list. Yeah, I like that. You know, like, you're not a horror fan. That's a bad look. Because personally, I'm a fan of some technically bad fucking movies. I like what I like because I like to be entertained. And at the end of the day, that's mm -hmm. that's what I like. Sometimes, yeah, I want to watch The Godfather. But sometimes, I want to watch some Wolf Cop. <laughs> Who doesn't <laughs> love Wolf Cop? I've heard it's a bad movie. I thought it was great. I think that shit's hilarious. But you're also talking to the people that covered Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. Also, a cinematic masterpiece. Linnea Quigley with with body paint and dual chainsaw dance. Like, dude, that's a talent. That's talent. Major talent, right there. Uh, what are you drinking? Drinking anything special over there? Um, it's the most gourmet of Bud Light. Nice. I actually am drinking Bud Heavy, and if you could notice, I don't know if you can really see, if there are, it's the Christmas can already. Can we wait till after Thanksgiving for Christmas? I noticed before thanks uh, Thanksgiving, before Halloween, people already had Christmas decorations up. Yeah, Walmart looks like Christmas threw up already. That's different. I mean, that's people want to shop ahead. I, I get that. But to have the decorations out in your lawn, are you just saying that you hate all other holidays? Are you so, like, bonerific for Jesus? Like, what, what's going on? I, I don't know. Although I did post on Twitter tonight, um, is it too soon to start rocking the Anna and the Apocalypse soundtrack? 
Uh, yes, yes, it is 100% too early. And see, this is another thing. We have two totally different views on this one subject, and that's fine. It's not like I'm going to punch Jeremy in the face. No, we're still but friends. Tec- but technically, but like the soundtrack, they're not I Christmas songs. I will not songs. listen to Christmas before Thanksgiving. But it's not a Christmas, it's not Christmas songs. The movie just happens to take place during Christmas. Maybe. I think so. Eh, you're breaking up bad. Are you back? Yeah, I'm back. I've, I've been here. Oh, okay. Well, you froze, and then, and then yeah, that's well, it. Well, then you froze. Oh, well. That's what happens. Okay. All right. So, we, 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 got, we moved on to... Thing. All right. So, kind of doing a Thanksgiving episode. Basically, gatherings. We're thankful for gatherings this year. Um, obviously, there's not a whole lot of Thanksgiving themed horror movies besides no. Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's that's one gobble gobble motherfucker. Uh, on Thanksgiving, I do like to listen to some Adam Sandler Thanksgiving song and watch Eli Roth's Thanksgiving mock trailer, which is fantastic. If you haven't seen that, check it out. It's part of the Grindhouse double feature. Mm-hmm. Other than that, besides me rocking this cool creep stash for november yeah yeah that's happening i saw that (laughs) so in the thanksgiving spirit i am making a special shot you see what that is Eh. that's gravy ew yep it's nice roast turkey gravy bourbon I think it's the longest intro we've we've done for a countdown. Yeah. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I don't think you did. Let me just stir it, stir it up real quick. God, that's what my grandfather used to do with his coffee. <laughs> so, do you have a spoon? No, the I'll grab one. No, it's all right. I'll use my finger. You know your coffee's hot, right? <laughs> oh, it smells really good. All right, so little brown sugar and some rosemary on the rim. Here we go. Bottoms up. Okay. <laughs> Oh, right. <laughs> it's oh, it's not good at all. I do not recommend that. <laughs> oh, what was I thinking? Uh, just for that, you get to start. Ah, fair enough. All right. So the first one, some of these gatherings might be a stretch. This first gathering, um, I, is I guarantee you, there's a couple of mine that are stretches. This is a. Uh, it's kind of a support group, and I don't know if they meet every year or just because this was a um, a special occasion, an anniversary of, of a horrific event that happened. Um, all these survivors are together hanging out at a bar, local bar in Haddonfield. My name is Tommy Doyle, and evil dies tonight. I'm starting us off at number 10 with Halloween Kills from this year. Wow. Yeah. Kind of a stretch because now we know that Lori's not family, so they're gathering that that ends up happening. Uh yeah. They're not they're not family. Huh. Most of the movies have been retconned. And, but that's a thing that so, that can happen. So, that's fine. So basically every everything from after the first one just doesn't exist. No, no, no. It still exists. It's like the the Michael Myers multiverse. Got it. So this is like the tangent 1985. Yes, exactly. 
Biff stole the almanac and he grabbed Michael Myers' mask and he went around and just fucked shit up. Sweet. But seriously, seriously well, I've, I've seen a lot of hate in this movie that I knocked off um, a brilliant movie about Renee Zellweger going to meet Matthew McConaughey's family. That was going to be on my list, but I, I knocked off the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Next Generation so I could include this because I thought it was really fun. Like I have that somewhere. Um, there's so many kills. Obviously, it's called Halloween Kills. Probably, I think this is the most kills in a Halloween movie to date. We still have one more coming out next year. Um, we get Lindsay, Tommy, and Lonnie all OGs hanging out and they learn that on the 40th anniversary of the massacre, Michael Myers is back. So they band together and they're going to go fuck him up. Well, that's the plan. And you know how plans go in, in uh, horror movies. But also want to shout out Big John and Little John, probably the best characters almost ever. Played by Scott MacArthur and Michael McDonald. I can't get that that song out of my head. <clears throat> it's Halloween. It's not Halloween. It's Thanksgiving. No, it's true. Yeah, I, I also I didn't stick to non-holiday gatherings. Oh, mine, I might have yeah, a Christmas mine. one in here, which usually is not my thing, but you know, it fits. I tried to stay away from Christmas. Just well, I mean, I do have one. It's not a Christmas movie, but I guess it takes place at Christmas. I have, but, I have something very similar. Evil dies tonight. Okay, that was mine. Yeah, no, not all of mine revolve around a holiday. Uh, only a couple of mine do. Mo- mostly, it's just big gatherings of either friends or family. So, my number ten. I actually haven't haven't seen this movie in probably close to like fifteen years. But I think it fit the bill. It was The Haunting, 1999. Nice. Because people gathered. They they gathered. They gathered. Uh, so after I saw Haunting of Hill House, you know, of course, you know, I kind of put two and two together because of the characters' names. Um, that this was also based off the Shirley Jackson book. And then you also had the 1963 original movie. So you had Theo, Nell, and Luke. They think that they're going to this place for an insomnia study, but you have Liam Neeson who plays Dr. Marrow, who is really conducting a study on reaction to fear. I mean, I mean the movie the movie's got I mean it's great cast you got Owen Wilson, uh Catherine Zeta Jones, um was it Lily Taylor, I believe was in it, Liam Neeson. It was a fun movie for the time. For the time. Watching uh, for the for the time, I guess. It was like it, because it came out right around the same time as um, House on Haunted Hill, and I always liked this one a little bit better than House on Haunted Hill. Right. Okay. But that's just me. But yeah, they um, they're put in this haunted house where Hugh Crane and his Hugh Crane and his wife and his children were killed there, and there's all sorts of hauntings going on and stuff like that. But off to a great start. <laughs> Okay, well, let me bring it up a notch for this next one. For number nine, we're taking it back to 1989. Uh, the gathering in this particular film, oh, it's friends and family. It's a it's a mixed bag for this one. I'm wondering where you're going with this. 
And I think you know where I'm going with this. Bill feels different. He doesn't seem to fit in. It's probably because his parents, sister, even his girlfriend are part of a strange sex cult for the social elite. Society. That's not where I thought you were going. Okay. Well, if you haven't seen Society, you need to see Society and go into it with an empty stomach. (laughs) Because... If you know about society, you know about the shunting. And shunting. That, shunting. And that's the gathering where everyone gathers. And I'm talking all the people I mentioned before. They're all gathering together. And it's kind of like eyes wide shut, except if your eyes were wide open and you could never look away. There are some great lines in this movie. This movie's hilarious. It's a great um, satirical look on... Maybe secret societies. Maybe it's basically like rich versus poor. How do you like your tea? Cream? Sugar? Or do you want me to pee in it? (laughs) That is just one. One of the many quotable quotes from this movie. Please don't pee in my tea. There's a lot of um, body horror. (laughs) Body horror gets stretched to its limits. Or in places that they shouldn't be going. Actually, basically, a lot of body parts are going into places that that they shouldn't be going. Um, there's a great line about being called a butthead, and <laughs> and I that image is just burned into my goddamn brain. And like now, when I hear someone say butthead, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> Now I think of this this creepy guy like, ha, 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 get it, butthead. <laughs> oh, man. Woo. The shunting. So my number nine, this was actually the movie I almost left off my list because I, I I read the reviews first and I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll give it a chance because it sounds like, you know, people liked it and then they didn't like it. So I went, my number nine, await further instruction. Oh, wait further instructions, you say? Yes. That's uh, an interesting title. It is. So we have Nick and Angie. Now, Angie's of Indian descent. That's Nick's girlfriend. Nick is going home to his family for the first time in a while. Like they're, they're kind of, They've been kind of estranged. Uh, they're going home. It's around Christmas time. And they're trying to, you know, bring bring the family kind of back together and you have Kate who's his pregnant sister and Sean her um her husband now this family is very I just Caustic. say it, they're racist no they're racist <laughs> they're, they're, like they 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 automatically are all over Angie about her ethnicity and things like that and the grandfather who's just very I was in the war you know I'm a man this and this and that he like emasculates you know, the father who in turn tries to, you know, tries really hard to be the man kind of kind of scenario. And the mother's just like, ah, I'm here and, you know, everything's nice. She's so probably anyway, the only likable character. Oh, not character, um, but family member. Yeah. Even though she's enabling everyone else. Right. So sometime overnight, this these black things kind of come over the house and 
lock everybody in. Nobody knows what it is. And all of a sudden the TV comes on and it says await further instruction. So like this whole thing, it it's like watching them and it reacts to everything that they do. And it pits, you know, Angie has a medical background and, you know, she starts to cough and the thing says like, oh, one person's infected. So they automatically think it's her and then they go send her off. Now she's the only one with medical training. And now it's pitting the family against each other because, like, the, f- the the whole family wants to just do what the TV says. And now Nick is like, well, why do we have to do what the TV says? Like, you know, science says, like, you know, this, this is stupid. Like, why would we – they drop, like, these syringes through the, through the chimney because they said the air is contaminated, right? And he's like, why are we just putting, you know, injections in our body? Because the TV says so. <laughs> That's kind of, that sounds very familiar. So and I'm sitting there and I'm watching this. I'm like, oh my god! I know this movie was a like 2018. I think I'm like this is now. This is literally now, where you know you have the people say we need to do what we have to say, like like what what this thing says. We have to be, you know, sheep or like whatever it is. And I hate that term, but you know, and the other guys like. No, none of that makes sense. We need to listen to this. Like, this is what medicine says. And they're, they're just butting heads. And ultimately, it's just – it's pitting the family against each other. And it's just just showing that it, media is trying to just control everything kind of kind of thing. Yeah. And it's funny because this isn't like an anti-vax thing either because no. the, this is like a Ziploc bag that just has a bunch of random needles that haven't been sterilized. They, for all we know, they're, it's a junkie on the roof, you know? Right. Well, it's like, I'm done with these. <laughs> well, the, the last name of the family is called... Um, oh, good catch. They're Mal- Malgrim. So it's actually referred to the Malgram test of obedience. Uh, their, their street, the street name, I, I forget what it was, was also another uh, social test. Yeah. Or social experiment, rather. Yeah, that's, right. that was cool. That was actually uh, one that I had recently watched that I didn't really have too much expectations going into it because, yeah, like I'd seen a lot of people crapping on it. I actually enjoyed it. I did too. I, I I really liked it. Like it actually hit home as to like watching them. I'm like this. This is how everybody is today. Like like families are like butting heads with each other. Friends are butting heads with each other just because butthead. one. Get <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, butted. <laughs> you know, one one side thinks one, and the other side thinks the other, and you know, we end up losing family over it. Yeah, which is stupid. Just all right. My number eight. Going way back for this one. House on Haunted Hill from 1999. Just kidding. Although I, I do enjoy that one. I, I really do. Even the, the dude that does, does kind of plays Vincent Price's character. Yeah. We're going back to 1959. And this is actually in public domain, so we, we might even be able to get away with playing the clip. I mean, obviously, white it's public domain. We could. Yeah. Uh, but let me. I'm Frederick Lauren, and I've rented the house on Haunted Hill tonight so that my wife can give a party. A haunted house party. <laughs> She's so amusing. There'll be food and drink and ghosts, and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. 
If any of you will spend the next 12 hours in this house, I'll give you each $10,000 or your next of kin in case you don't survive. Ah, but here come our other guests. Really fun movie. And knowing that this movie is from 1959 and like some of the shit that happens is is pretty cool. So you get five strangers. They're invited to that mansion. Uh, Vincent Price, he plays the eccentric millionaire who uh, may or may not have ulterior motives for inviting these strangers into his household. Hmm. I've actually never seen the the original version. It, it's actually really good. Um, for Elvira's fortieth anniversary that she just did, she uh, hosted hosted it. So that, that it, it was like one of the first ones that popped up my head. I'm like, oh damn, hell yeah! That was my first watch of the original because I'd only know. I mean, I knew about it obviously, but like uh, the 1999 one, I, I thought that one was cool too. Yeah, no, I I want to start watching more of those. Early like fifties, you know, fifties, sixties horror, the black and whites, even before that. Uh, this was in color. Color was invented. It was a thing. Probably wasn't a lot of it. Color was for the rich people back then, right? I don't know. I I, I wasn't around. Well, you should have been. But anyway, so my number eight, and I apologize to everyone who thinks this movie is terrible. But I don't care because this movie has sentimental value for me. This gathering, we're going back to 1989. This gathering <laughs> takes place on a boat. On a boat, motherfucker. It's a gathering of classmates on for their graduation trip, and they were taking a cruise. Well, actually, I don't think they were trying to take a cruise to Manhattan, but they end up in Manhattan anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going Jason takes Manhattan okay that's uh it's a gathering of friends hey a it gathering counts. of it's friends it. gathering of family there's some family her dad's there there's uh a there's reunion of sorts because she had met Jason didn't she when she was a child uh, and I she guess almost so, drowned I'm I still I'm confused on that part. There's a lot about this movie that confuses me, but... I don't think it's this... supposed to be understood. <laughs> I mean, when I first got cable, remember, like, Framingham Cable Vision had, I think it was, like, Channel 16 had, like, the list of pay-per-view, like, movies. Same. And then every, every 15 minutes, it would, like, show the trailers. Yeah, I remember seeing that trailer on pay-per-view on that yeah. station, yes, and and being very excited about it. I think like Shocker was like another one that was on also, but I just remember then you know he's sitting near the the Shocker just... that that was uh, that was on one of the uh, the adult stations. Oh, I'm talking about the West Craven version. Oh, that was that was West Craven, not right? The Shocker, yeah, it was. No, not the Shocker. But anyway, um, so yeah, these these kids are taking a cruise. They're graduating. They're graduating high school. But somehow, two of those students happen to electrocute and awaken a dead Jason Voorhees who's sitting at the bottom of Crystal Lake. And uh, I think the two people that awoke him had nothing to do with the cruise. Cruise just happened to be ported 
on a lake sure? going to Manhattan. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um, it was a smaller, like, yacht. Right. And it was the guy and the girl. And they were going yeah. to make some passionate love. And they hit the cable that ele- electrocutes him. He ends up getting that weird thing. Like, <laughs> and then he and Jason like stabs the girl with it. That was pretty cool. Yeah. But then he's able to swim all you know all the way to this to this cruise ship. I picture him more like walking at the bottom of the lake, just kind of like <laughs> meandering along. It's like dum dum. But but I mean I know people people hate this installment of the franchise. I like it. It's goofy. There's some great kills in it. I mean, the the boxing match on a rooftop. Love that. You know, the guy who gets thrown off and like speared by like the antennas like on the ship or, or the dude you know, that like, gets drowned in toxic waste. Because we all well, knew that, back in the late '80s that toxic waste was just sitting around in barrels everywhere. Well, that guy was a douche anyway. Yeah, I'm not saying he wasn't. I'm just saying. But but anyway, I love this movie. The ending is what it is. But you know what? I I, I don't really care. I can 100% say that this is not the worst movie in that franchise. No. No, it's not. No, it is not. Number seven. We're going a little bit further in time. It's 1963. A wild-eyed Egyptian caterer is hired for an engagement party where he will attempt to summon Ishtar, an ancient goddess. Human sacrifices, bizarre rituals, and out-of-control eyebrows. Blood feast. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah, uh, like seriously, if we did this movie, I mean, this movie is silly, but it's uh, an early slasher. So this guy is going around and he's killing women and taking different body parts um, and he's going to, you know, arrange them and do this, this huge ritual at this big party where he, he's going to attempt to revive this, this goddess. And there's definitely some opportunity for some great recipe for disasters. It's a fun one. It was on the original, uh, the last drive-in marathon. Blood feast, huh? Blood feast. Uh, where where did you happen to see it? Shutter. It was on Shutter. Okay, yeah, I think I'll it's on. Check that I out. think it's on Tubi now. I don't think it's still on Shutter. But I, I saw we have it. to watch that tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Let's just say, like, I have tomorrow off. I have Sundays off now, so now I can I can sit on my ass and watch, you know, early '60s slashers. Now it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, one of the chicks, I believe, is a Playboy playmate, or what? That might be a fun fact that I'm just making up and pulling out of my ass. Let me look up the cast real quick. Yeah, it's on Tubi right now. Anyway, you will see some familiar faces. Mal Arnold, he, he's in it. A young him. A young him. Well, I mean, you know, like he was in a lot of '80s movies, so this is 20 years earlier than that. Fair. Definitely Fair worth enough. a watch. Uh, there's not a lot of like graphic nudity in this. The studio was trying to go a different route, so they upped the gore, which is not bad. No, now was this a, po- a point in time in the '60s where people in movies bled? Because I feel like before a certain time, you know, when people got like shot or stabbed, they didn't bleed. Movies called Blood Feast. 
Well, I'm just saying. So there you go. Just saying. That's all. Okay. All right. So my number seven. We're gonna move to the future a little bit. Well, not really to the future. We're gonna, but we're gonna move from the '80s <laughs> to the teens. 2017's The oh. Ritual. The Ritual. Wow, this is brand new almost. You did a movie from a month ago. That's true. I I totally did that. I want to hear nothing about that. So, The Ritual, I actually saw this for the first time. Actually, it was right when like COVID hit, everything shut down, and I realized that I could just watch movies all day now. We have five friends, Rob, Phil... Dom, Hutch, and Luke, that they all meet at the pub. They haven't seen each other for a while. Uh, Rob, he wants to plan a trip to hike in Sweden. Because, you know, why wouldn't you? And so after they leave the pub, there's like a there's a robbery kind of gone bad, and Rob ends up getting killed because one of the friends froze and did nothing. So they all decide, like, you know, in his honor, let's let's do this hiking trip. So they go to like northern Sweden to this place called King's Trail. Um, I try to say the Swedish word, but it would just it would just be bad. So just saying. But anyway, so during their hike, Dom somehow injures himself because he's a buffoon, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, like here." They look at a map. They're like, "Oh, here's this shortcut to like the outside of like the woods," because that's always a great. You know, idea too. Uh, this shortcut involves you know trees with like carvings and hanging symbols and gutted elks hanging from them, because that's that, a good sign. Those are all red flags. <laughs> <laughs> but so they and like they find this cabin right you know with the gutted elk right in front of it, and there's like this effigy of like a decapitated torso. Great. Like wooden decapitated torso. and Huge sign that says, do not go this way. Like, hey, I found a shortcut. And, and he's been more than like more than one night there. And they, they're, they're plagued with these nightmares. Um, and eventually are just chased by this unseen creature uh, known as the, the Jotun. Jotun. The thing, I, that I, thing, that that thing, uh, who is apparently a bastard child of Loki in um, Germanic lore. The, the actual the the original like tagline of this movie was "Should have gone to Vegas." <laughs> well, uh, it was it, it was it's a it's a fun movie. It's it, you know one of those creature flicks. I actually really liked the creatures because it was just this massive, massive like friggin' thing with but god it have ant deer antlers on it or something it was something like that hmm. but, interesting uh, but no I, I i really i really liked it was it a swedish movie or they just happened to be in sweden they just happened to be in sweden but it was just you know just a bunch of friends getting together in honor of their friend that one of them basically killed by just standing there and letting him die but hmm. either way gotta honor that guy so to wrap up the first half my number six, 2013's We Are What We Are. I saw that on a few lists. I didn't I, I didn't get a chance to watch that one. Totally worth the watch. Now, it might be more of a slow burn for a lot of people, but I definitely think you should take a bite out of this one. <laughs> Michael Part is 
Doc Barrow. He ends up performing an autopsy on a woman who dies during a flood. And he becomes increasingly suspicious of her family. With very good reason. They're fucking cannibals. So I mean, that, that, that would raise some red flags with me, too. So uh, he ends up finding a piece of bone that got washed down river. And he's like, okay, gets like basically Deputy Dewey to like further <laughs> inspect and, and look for more uh, pieces of remains. His daughter was missing years prior, never found her. So he's kind of got like a, I don't want to say stick up his ass about it. Because like, that's a fucking real thing that, you know, he's just got like a a vendetta. And this family is fucking twisted. So the mother dies. So basically the eldest daughter now is in her role. And at first I'm like, oh, no. Oh, what, what types of shit does she have to do? She's like, I got to do what mama does or like whatever says some show along those lines and you're like oh god this would be bad but oh no they have a dungeon and basically she just has to cook dinner no big deal oh but dinner is people <laughs> and it, it, it goes it's based off a book and it's it's really good um the doc ends up noticing signs of uh cannibalism I don't know what the condition that the mother had. So it's during the flood. She ends up getting really dizzy, falling over and like hitting her head on a pipe and then drowning. But the thing that made her dizzy is like a symptom of like some shit that's going wrong with your body when you eat human flesh. Another big sign is a shaky hand. Could also be the sign of drinking too much, but uh, I guess that's a, a cannibalism thing. I, for, I forget what the chemical that is in human flesh that could cause you to get DTs. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed the movie. I think if you um, are in the mood to like chill and and just like watch a movie and you know not get instant gratification. Uh, definitely definitely worth a watch I will definitely check that out I mean there was a few movies I didn't get to oh yeah same there there, there were a lot that I definitely want to you know still watch Uh, if there are any cannibals listening um, you don't have to cook the same meal over and over I just want to point that out that was that was a little a little weird Um, supposedly we taste like chicken now look at chicken how many different ways can chicken be prepared more than just fucking chili you don't have to eat chili every night come on fry up that sucker have some fucking fried hand I don't know you could probably marinate it throw it on the grill or something hell yeah see boom look at that well this was another one that we could do some recipe for disasters All right, so to wrap up my bottom five, this one kind of had two gatherings in it. Oh, we got a twofer. There was a gathering of friends and a gathering of a community. Hmm. Hmm. I went with 2019's Midsummer because we had a gathering of the friends, Danny, Christian, Pele, and, you know, his... His group of people, the Horga. bringing, bringing them, you know, they're doing their research paper, so they, 
they they go to house i think it was Halsingland for the midsummer festival where this was that was it every 90 years i think it was where they have this big big giant to do and they sacrifice two old people and they jump off a cliff because they just turned oh, 72 do we figure if those two people get sacrificed every 90 years i think it's just when you hit that certain age you go yeah it's when you but i think it's every 90 years where they have like the big oh yeah yeah. i mean they do the midsummer every year because he'd even pointed out last year's uh midsummer queen or may queen right yeah may queen yep but you know you had you had the gathering of the, the community and they have these feasts and drinking and and bear suits and dancing and fun and drugging people. Oh yeah, and the sacred ancestral tree. You know, um, and you always get that a lot one people... drunk cousin that pisses on your ancestral tree. <laughs> uh, that was still one of the hilarious, one of the hilarious like scenes of the movie. But yeah, this is this is one like this. You know, obviously this was done by Ari Aster. This one in her, um, Hereditary, like the two that everyone like posts on like Facebook or whatnot, and just, just be like, "This movie sucks. This movie sucks." And then everyone's like, "This movie's awesome." There's no actual like discussion about what they like or dislike about the movie. It's just like, "I think this movie sucks. I love this movie. Great it's a movie. long movie. It it does show that you know the the Horga that they are they are together. They're they're a big family. They support each other in whatever." crazy things that they do but they're at together. the end of the day they're one big happy family and they're good tra- they, they don't violate traffic laws wait what they don't violate traffic laws remember they're like oh, oh yeah like, the, I can't like, t- okay yeah the extra person ah uh, yeah no we don't want to, we don't want to get a ticket we obey all of laws except <laughs> for murder and drugging people and Putting pubes in your pie. <laughs> Those ones we overlook. Maybe sticking a guy in a bear suit and setting him on fire, too. Great. That That's actually a really good pick because, because they do. They come together in this huge gathering for these big, over-the-top meals. And, and, and it's a great celebration. And that's what mm. Thanksgiving's all about. You know, just overlooking your differences and coming together and giving thanks. So, Jeremy, what are you thankful for? Man, I, I, there's, there's too much to even, too much to even say. What a cop out of an answer. No, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I can literally list things over and over and over again. Obviously, I just I'm want one. For, one, pick one. I'm thankful for my family. I mean, without them, I have nothing. Very sweet. Also thankful for my family, but for my pick, I, I, I'm i going to thank you for listening at home. Uh, very grateful for that. Um, obviously, well, I think we would still do this if no one was listening. <laughs> I think we it's, really would. <laughs> I would. It's so fun. Just If literally, if it was only like us and our families that like listen to the show, I'd, I'd, I'd still do it. I, I enjoy this more than anything in the world. Yeah, it's it's a great time. And uh, we appreciate anyone who, who likes hanging out with us. And uh, you can hang out with us for the second half of this next week where we bring you the top five. And uh, I've got to tell you, 
They're not all slow burn, so don't worry. Some of them burn you right away. I might I might get a few eye rolls from Mike. Or at least one. <laughs> that happens every episode. No, no big deal. You can catch us on Podomatic, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Prescribed Film Network. Uh, we're on Instagram, Fans of the Dead Podcast. Uh, we have a website, fansofthedead.com. Uh, like Mike just said, uh, the prescribedfilms.com. We're on on the Prescribed Film Network, uh, Podcast Network. Check out the website. We're right there. There's a bunch of other shows. It's the, the headline show is Attack of the Killer Podcast, uh with uh Jason and his his band of bandits. So yeah, definitely. Bandits, you say. Wow. Uh you can check us out on YouTube, Fans of the Dead. We get some shit up there. Follow us on Twitter at Fans of the Dead One. That it. You can reach out to us at fans of the dead podcast at gmail.com. Drop us a line. Maybe tell us why our picks suck or why they're great or why you're glad that we introduced you to these crazy fucking movies. I agree. Yeah, that's about it. As always, have fun. Be safe. Peace.